Oh, Mr. Ira Cunningham. We are thankful to have him back again today with us, all the way from Florida. Give him a round of applause, please. Thank you. I'm going to pray one more time, if that's all right. Father, I thank you right now for this man, Ira. I just would ask that you would give him confidence and boldness to speak and proclaim your word. I know he's put in time. Lord, I just ask you to speak to him today in a mighty and powerful way. We love you and we thank you. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. We're going to be in First Peter chapter 5. Happy Fourth of July weekend to you. First Peter chapter 5, and we're going to concentrate on verse 7, but we'll be reading verses 6 and 7. As we talk about easing the anxious mind. Easing the anxious and anxious times to me. We live in anxious times. But the Lord has some answers for us. He has some answers for us. In First Peter chapter five, verses six and seven. We are made in the image of God. And since we are We have great creativity. We have great imaginations. One possible problem with our great imagination is that we have the ability to say, what if? What if this happens? And, and then what if this happens? And then, and then because of that, what if this happens? And then, well, what if this happens? And, and then what about this? And, and then what if? And we can what if ourselves into a state of anxiety, into a state of, of worry that is overwhelming, just overwhelming uh, to us. And anxiety, as we know, worry, it affects us spiritually, emotionally, physically. It affects our, you know, it's very damaging uh, to our body. I mean, you, you know, it's worry, fretfulness. It's not good. We're going to read First um, Peter and five. In the previous, uh, Peter is is talking about humbling ourselves toward each other, being humble toward each other. And in fact, he says we need to be so humble toward each other that we're willing to do what Jesus did. Wrap a towel around our waist and get down on our knees and wash each, other, wash each other's feet. We're to be that kind of humble toward each other. Because the Lord resists the proud or opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, he says in verse 5. And then in verse 6, he says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time He may exalt you. We humble ourselves before God and He lifts us up. Listen. Casting all your anxieties, all your cares on Him because He cares for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We would ask that You would teach us through Your Word today. God, move among us with Your Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.
word in verse 7, casting all your anxieties on Him, all your worries, uh, all, all your cares on Him. This word anxiety in, in the Greek, it means to pull apart. It means to divide. So, so this very word anxiety means to it, 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 pulls, it pulls apart. There, there's no wonder in our lives that anxiety and worry tears us apart so. I mean, the very meaning of the word here is to pull apart. You have a hole and you're pulling it. Some have something pulling in opposite directions. Well, what is pulling in opposite directions? Well, it's a struggle between our faith and our fear. Our faith and our fear. And those two battle. And there's a pulling apart inside of us. Our faith says God is good. God loves us, and He's going to take care of us. Our fear said, says, uh, but I may not make it this time. What if God doesn't help me? Do you see? There's a struggle going on inside of us, and this is what worry is. This is what anxiety is. This is the very definition uh, of, this, of this word uh, for uh, anxiety. Jesus uses this same word in Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus says, don't be anxious, don't be worried about what you're going to wear. He says, don't let that tear you apart. You don't have to struggle between your faith and, and your fear when it comes to what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Jesus said, don't worry about those things. I've got those things. You can trust me in these things. You can trust me on this. I will feed you. I will clothe you. I'll take care of those other needs. I'll do that. And then Jesus goes on in chapter 6 of Matthew and he says, in fact, don't worry about tomorrow. Whoa. Don't worry about tomorrow. I've got that too. I've got tomorrow. So, so you, don't have to have, you don't have to let fearful thinking enter into your, your faith life. You don't have to let that fearful thinking enter in about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear or even about tomorrow. He says, you can trust me on this. You can have faith in me on these things. I've got this stuff. But we add, we believe him, and you know, we add fear to our thinking, and all of a sudden we are torn apart, you know, on the, the inside, and it's called anxiety. Anxiety. Well, what do we do? What are we supposed to do to ease this anxiety, this worry, these, these cares, this fretfulness that it so affects our lives? What can we do about it? What, what, what does he say that we're to do? Well, it begins with humility. If we go back to First uh, Peter chapter five and verse six, Peter says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God." Humble yourselves. Number one, for keeping notes, humility allows us to see our need for God. Humility allows us to see our need for. God. Before we can, he's going to go on and say, tell us to cast or release our, release our anxieties onto the Lord. But before we can release our anxieties onto the Lord, we need to realize that we need Him. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We need to humble ourselves and say, God, I can't do this. 
I can't handle these stresses I'm under. I can't handle these things that are going on in my life. I can't handle this stuff at work. I can't handle the stuff in our country. I can't handle this. I just can't handle all this stress. I can't handle this, God. I need your mighty hand upon me. Do you see? I need God. I'm putting myself under your mighty hand. I need for you to take hold of me and take hold of these things. God, I need you. Humility allows us to see our need for uh, for God. And so we place ourselves under the hand of God. On the other hand, if we're prideful, we'll think, well, I have this. I have this. I have this under control. I have all these issues in my life. I have them under control. I'll just take care of it myself. This is what I do sometimes. I'll just take care of it myself, you know, and it's just a small worry. It's just a small thing. And, you know, the problem is that the small thing becomes a little bigger thing and a little bigger thing. And then all of a sudden I'm bent out of shape and, you know, and anxious and all torn up about it. And, you know, when should have started by putting myself under the mighty hand of God rather than allowing my own hand to take care of it. In, In Mark chapter four, Jesus and the disciples are headed to the Mount of Olives. They've just finished the Lord's Supper and they're, they're going to where Jesus is going to be arrested and the next day crucified. And on the way, Jesus says to them, he says, all of you are going to fall away. All of you are going to fail. All of you, talking to his disciples, all of you are going to fail. And Peter says, whoa, Lord, now you need, need to wait a minute there. Lord, they may all fall away, but I will not. Lord, I've got your back. Do you see? Do you see a little bit of pride in Peter? Lord, I've got your back. I've got this. You can't depend on them, maybe, but you can depend on me. Jesus, you, you know, I've got, I've got this. I will not fall away. And Peter said, or Jesus said, Peter, before the night's gone, you're going to deny that you even know me three times. And Peter says, no, no, Lord, no, no, no. If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. He's going on his own strength. He thinks that he has control of the situation, that he has control of himself. He thinks that he has his hand on it and has has firm control over all of this. Well, you know what happened. We're about 30 years later here. About 30 years later, Peter says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. You can't do this. Peter says, I need God. I can't do this. I can't handle this situation. I can't handle this stress. I can't handle these problems. I can't deal with this stuff. Peter says, this is what you need to do. Don't try it yourself. You don't have to figure this stuff and solve all this stuff yourself. You you, Humble yourself. And when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, we're able to see our need for God. We were publics. and had a, a grocery load full. This was before it got high. Everything got higher, and and we had a you know just a grocery basket full. And we're up. We we'll get up to the front at Publix, and it's all it's crowded. I mean, there's just a lot of people there, and you can't even walk across the front. And there's buggies lined up in every checkout lane, you know. And so we're you know we're up there and you know, trying to find a place. And Toby says, "Oh, I forgot something." You can go ahead and get in the lane, and uh, I'm going to run and get it, and then I'll be, I'll be right back. And so I'm standing there with a the buggy, and I'm trying to decide which lane to get in. Because whichever lane I choose, it's going to be the slowest one. I'm gifted. I have a gift in that. 
So don't ever get behind me when you're checking out, you know. That's just a friendly warning. And so I'm trying to decide which lane to get in, and somebody grabs the front of my basket. And I look, and it's, it's a friend of ours who works at Publix. And she takes my basket, and she pulls me up into an unopened checkout lane. Pulls me up an unopened one. People all around. Pulls me up to the unopened She says, I've got to run to the, to the back of the store for a minute, and then I'll be right back, and I'm going to turn on this light, and I'm going to check you out. Go ahead and start unloading your stuff. And I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is good. And so I'm st- I start unloading our stuff. Another Publix employee walks by and says, Sir, that lane is closed. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yes, I know. And now everybody's looking at me. You know, they're looking at me like I'm that guy that is a bully and I budget, you know, I barge in front of everybody and I don't want to wait on anybody. They're looking at me like I'm that guy that takes 40 items through the 10 items or less lane. I'm not that guy, you know, but they're looking. I can feel their disdain. I'm unloading my stuff. I'm unloading my stuff. I mean, I trust her, right? I mean, she's a friend, been a friend for a long time, and and I've got no reason to think that she's not going to come back in a minute. She's not back. I'm unloading my stuff. I can feel people's disdain for me, you know, and I'm unloading my stuff. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I mean, I got no reason not to trust her. And then another minute passes and she doesn't come back. I break out into a sweat. This is anxiety. I mean, this is what anxiety is, right? I mean, I had faith in her. I had no reason not to have faith in her. But when she didn't come back in my timetable, I started to get afraid. And I started imagining me loading that stuff back in my buggy and going and getting in line behind those people that hate me. Right? And so I stop unloading my stuff and I'm just looking around. And then Toby comes back to the front of the store and says, Ira, this lane is closed. Yes, yes, I know. And I'm trying to explain to Toby what happened and... Our friend comes back and she comes back and she turns, you know, and the conveyor begins to move and and she checks us out. We need God. We need God and we need to wait on God and we need to have faith in him. And we don't need to give up on him if he doesn't meet our timeline. Faith, not fear. Don't let fear tear us apart. Humility allows us to see our need for God. Number two. Casting our anxiety into God's care is seldom easy. It's just seldom easy. It's just not an easy thing for us to do. It's not an easy thing for me to do. I should say there probably casting uh, our anxiety into God's care is never easy for me. Our worries, our anxieties, our troubles, just releasing those into God's care. What I try to do is I try to hold on to them. You know, I'd rather hold on to them because I want to keep an eye on them, right? I mean, if you release them to God, you can't keep an eye on them, you know. And so, I mean, bad, you know, what's going to happen, right? And, and another thing I do, I'll give it to God and I say, God, I'm finished with this. I'm not going to worry about this anymore. And then I give it to him and then the timeline passes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe two days, you know. And I'm saying, oh, I'm not no worrying about it all the time. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's come back to me. Well, if we're going to cast our anxiety onto him, well, we've got to believe we need him, but, but we also, you know, it's, it's just not easy. And it requires faithful prayer. It requires faithful prayer. Philippians chapter 4, you're familiar with these verses, most of you. Philippians chapter 4 and, and verse 
6. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. And I read that. It's the same word. It's the same word to divide, right? This is the same word. Do not be anxious about anything. And I'm like, Apostle Paul, that is awful strict. That is, you know, about, don't be anxious about anything. We can't worry about anything. Well, what are we supposed to do? Well, he goes on and tells us. He says, instead of getting, letting fear come in, instead of letting, you know, your faith and your fear have this battle and you're, you know, you're torn up inside. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, take all of your fears, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses human understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, if you're going to if you're tempted to worry, you need to be reminded to pray. You need to pray. You just need to go ahead and pray. It requires faithful prayer. If we're going to cast our anxieties onto the Lord, it, it requires prayer and it requires us to to pray. Listen, bathing our burdens in worry will make them heavier. Bathing our burdens in prayer will make them castable. Does that make sense to you? Will make them castable. Whenever when something comes up, immediately, immediately we need to start praying about that thing. So, well, I, I got to worry about it first. No, we don't have to worry about it first. You know, I, I'm going to I'm going to pray about that, and we just start praying about it immediately. You know. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, thanking God for what we already have, thanking God that He's going to answer this prayer, that He's going to take care of this problem, thanking Him already that He's going to do it. Let our requests be made known to God. And we tell God, this is what's going on in my life. And I can't deal with it. Lord, I need, I need for You to take this. I need for You to help me with this. I need for You to give me wisdom with this, right? And so what happens is, is that We cast our anxieties on the Lord and He casts our peace, His peace on us. Because when we let a request be made known to God, the peace of God, that's what we want, right? I don't want anxiety, I want peace. Say amen or something. Amen, Amen. yes. We want peace, thank you. We, We want peace. And... You know, so we so we cast our anxieties, we cast our worries, we cast our cares onto the Lord. He casts his peace onto us. That's where I want to be. Right. I mean, that's that's just where I, I want to be. We tell him about our fears. We tell him about all these things that are that are going on. Well, some of us worry about everything. We worry about everything, you know, and we're always torn up in our lives. And I'm afraid that describes my life a lot. We've always always got things. Always got things that worry us. It seems that sometimes nothing works, you know. Nothing is going to work out for us. So we're upset and we're torn up all the time. Our lifestyle, in fact, is to be anxious. For a lot of us, anxiety and worry, it's the thing that dominates our lives. It dominates our lives. 
When faith in God ought to dominate our lives. That's the thing that should be dominating our lives. Our faith in God. Our trust in God. Our belief in God. Our knowledge that God is going to be faithful. That God is going to come through. That's to be His Spirit moving in our lives. That's to be the dominating thing in our lives. The dominating factor. Not worry. Not anxiety. Casting our anxiety into God's care is seldom easy. But it requires faithful prayer. Uh, we are in a habit of worrying. A lot of us are in our habit of worrying. It's the first thing we do, first thing we know to do, and we just carry it with us and carry it with us and carry it with us and think about it 10,000 times. You know, we just keep thinking about it and thinking about it. It doesn't change. We just keep thinking about it. Thinking about it doesn't get better. It just gets worse. We just keep thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. It's our, ha- it's our ha- habit. And we need to break that habit with prayer. We say, well, I, I inherited this. I don't have a choice. I have to worry. It's in me. My mama worried. My mama worried herself sick, so I have to also. No, we don't have to worry. We have to cast our anxieties onto the Lord. We have to release our anxieties to, to God. That's what we have to do. So well, even, even my granny, my granny worried herself to death. See? Now, you know, we don't have to do that. We have to cast our anxieties, release our anxieties into God's care. It's what He wants us to do. And we need to pray as soon as something happens. God can't help us unless we're willing to let it go. Unless we're willing to cast it onto Him. We, we are back in First uh, Peter chapter 5. In verse 7, casting all your anxieties on Him. Casting all your anxieties on Him. The same word casting is used in Matthew in uh, Luke 19 when, uh, when they cast their garments onto the donkey that Jesus was going to ride into town. They didn't cast their garments on there and hold on to them and walk alongside the donkey. They cast their garments on there and let them go. And now they belong to Jesus. Do you see? That's this word casting. It's anxiety. We let it go. We give it to Him. We let it go. It requires faithful prayer. If we're going to do this, it requires faithful prayer. Our anxiety, releasing it onto God. It also requires a Jesus focus. It requires a Jesus focus. Casting all your anxieties on Him. If we're going to cast our anxieties on Him, we've got to keep our eyes on Him. We've got to keep our eyes on Him. It's in Matthew chapter 14. Jesus is not with the disciples. He went away to pray. But the disciples are crossing the sea in the boat. And a storm comes up. And they're battling the storm. They're fighting the storm. And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And they're fighting and they're trying to survive and they're trying to get the boat to the other side and the winds are contrary and there's way, and, you know, and, and Jesus comes walking to them on the water. And they see him and, and they're like, they're afraid, you know. And Jesus said, relax, guys, it's me. It's me. And Peter says, Lord, if that's you, command me to come to you. Interesting choice of words. Command me to come to you. And Jesus said, okay, come on, Peter. And by faith, Peter looks at Jesus, looks right at Jesus. His focus stays on Jesus. And Peter steps out of the boat and starts walking on the water toward Jesus. 
And he's focusing on Jesus. He sees Jesus. And th- this is what happens. This is what has to happen with us. We have to focus on Jesus if we're going to cast our anxieties onto him and, and let him have our anxieties. So Peter's almost there. He's almost to Jesus. And the Bible says, but he saw the wind. He saw the waves. He got to looking at the storm. Got to looking at the storm. And being afraid, he began to sink. He became afraid and he began to sink. And he cried out, Jesus, save me. And Jesus reaches out and and pulls him up. And Jesus says, Peter, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Peter, you had faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you allow fearful thinking to enter in? Why did you do this? Peter, why didn't you just trust me? Why didn't you just keep focusing on me? Do you see? This is anxiety. You might say Peter had an anxiety attack right there walking on the water. Because he had faith, he was focusing on Jesus. Fear enters in and he starts looking around and all of a sudden he's seeing the storm, you know, and he gets scared and he starts to sink. And this is often what happens to us. We get our eyes off the Lord. We get our eyes off God. And all of our things are happening and we're seeing the storms and we're seeing the problems and we begin to sink. It's a lot of the problem in our lives. The more storm, the bigger it gets. The bigger the storm gets, the smaller God gets. And if our faith gets small enough and our fears get big enough, it will seem to us, it's not true, but it will seem to us that God is not big enough to handle our problems. That's what we get for staring at the storm, for staring at the problems instead of focusing on Jesus. It's too small. Our fears get too big. And then we begin to think God is not big enough to handle these problems. Uh, I think we do the same thing with our country. We look around in our country and there's so many things in our country, you know, and in the world that that are upsetting me and bringing me anxiety. And I can't sleep, you know, at night and, and just all these things that I wish could change. All these things that I worry about, all these things I'm concerned about and. And, uh, you know, just, there's just all, all of this stuff and, and things need to change and, and all. But if we focus on our problems in our country, that's all we're going to see. If we focus on the negative, that's all we're going to see is the negative. We need to focus on God and see the blessings. In our nation, we need to focus on God and see the blessings. Well, what if they take away this freedom? What if they take away that? What if they take away this other thing? And what? Well, they, they haven't. And we still get to vote. And we still have a say. And we still are, are free. We need to focus on God. We need to focus on the Lord. And be thankful to Him. If we focus on the problems, we're going to see the problems. If we focus on God, we're going to see His blessings. And there are so many. This is still the greatest country on earth. This is still the country that millions of people want to move to. This is the country they want to come to. Because of our freedoms that God has given us in many Uh, thousands of men and women through the years have died to keep these freedoms for us in the name of Jesus.
It's still the place that everybody wants to go. And people want to come here for those freedoms. They want to come here for the job opportunities. Because it's, you can still live the American dream. You can still do that here. And people all over the world, they know it. For the educational opportunities. For our living standards. They, they want to come here. People just want to come here. They want to get here. They want to be here in this nation right now in spite of the problems because they see the blessings. And we can't. It's a time, it's 4th of July. We need to be celebrating. We need to be celebrating the Lord and what He has given us. We need to be looking at God and focusing on God and giving our worries to Him and giving our problems to Him and not concentrating on the negative because that's what we're going to see. Sometimes if we, you know, it's easy to see the negative. We have to look for the positive. That's just the way we're wired. Well, these people coming here, they're escaping terrible conditions in the, the countries that they're in. And I think if we're going to what if on this 4th of July, I think if we're going to what if, we need to say, what if I didn't live here? What if I didn't live here? And I realized what was here and I was trying to get in. What if? What if I lived in Ukraine? What if last night when I put the kids to bed, I had to explain to them that they could go to sleep because the bombs that they hear dropping won't reach us tonight. I'm telling you the truth. They're not going to reach us tonight. You can sleep safely tonight. It's okay. It's okay. None of us are doing that. Because we live here. Focus on Jesus. It requires a Jesus focus. It's not easy casting our anxiety onto the Lord. Not easy casting our worries, our cares onto the Lord. But it requires faithful prayer and it requires a Jesus focus. Let's focus on Him and be a thankful people. Don't miss of walking on the water by focusing on the storm. Don't miss the blessing of walking on the water by focusing on the storm. And this requires a Jesus focus. I'm telling you that in the United States of America, we are walking on the water. And we don't need to be sinking. Number three. Not a place we go, but a person we know. Peace is not a place we go, but a person we know. We need the peace of Jesus. We talked about this back in March when we were going through the 23rd Psalm. Peace is not a place we go, but a person we know. You, you know what we think? Peter, well, Peter finishes this. He says, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. Because He cares for you. Because God cares. That's why we're able to cast our anxieties on Him. Because we know that He cares. And if we didn't think He cared, we wouldn't cast our anxieties on Him. We're not going to. We're not going to do that. We Sometimes we think this. Well, we're going to get through these problems in our country. And I thought this. I thought, we're going to get through this pandemic. We're going to get through this 
economic thing. We're going to get through this political hatred and blaming and nobody's taking responsibility and everybody hates everybody, is angry with everybody else and we're, we're, going, to, we're going to get through this and then we can have some peace. That's not the way it's going to work. Peace is not a place we go. We're not going to get through all of these troubles in our country and then have peace in our hearts. Peace in our hearts comes from Jesus. Peace is not a place that we're going. Peace is a person that we know. Do you remember us talking about that in March? Well, this is going to pass. I hope it passes. I pray that it passes. Do you remember 9-11? Do you know what we did after 9-11? Do you you remember what we did? We got together as a nation. We got together. You know what we did after 9-11? We went to church. People who never went to church. We had to bring out chairs. There was not places to, to, for people to sit because we were looking for answers. We were looking up. And it seems like all of these troubles now, and we've seems to me, just, just, just to me, like things have gone the opposite direction. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says this, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Lord, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Do you see the focus right there? Do you see the focus? Lord, you keep him in perfect peace. We want peace instead of anxiety, instead of worry. Focus. Keep our, let our minds stay on the Lord because He trusts in you. How are we able to trust in the Lord? We keep our eyes on Him. Continuing in verse 4. Trust in the Lord forever. The Lord God is an everlasting rock. He's an everlasting rock. Our world is very unstable. Our country may be very unstable, but God is our stability. God is our rock. We need to stand on the rock. God is our refuge. We need to hide in Him. God is our strength and He's the one that will allow us to continue on. We need to stop living like God is distant. That God's way out there somewhere. God's not way out there somewhere. He's right here. We need to stop acting like God is out of touch. God's not out of touch. God is exactly aware, minutely aware of what's going on in the world, of the threat of the, what's going on in, in Ukraine and with Russia and, and the, the dangers of China and North Korea and on and on. You know, God is in touch. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going on in our country. He's not out of touch. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows what's going on in my heart. He knows what's going through my mind. He knows what's happening in my life. God is not out of touch. We need to stop living like God's out of touch. Psalm 23, David was going along. David was going along and he was talking about the Lord. 
you know, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord this and the Lord that. And then he gets to walking through the valley of the shadow of death and he says, Lord, you are with me. I'm going to fear no evil. Why? You are with me. You know what made all the difference for King David? Do you remember what made all the difference for King David? You are with me. God, you are with me. Concerning our anxiety, what makes all the difference? God, you are with me. How are we able to cast our anxieties and our worries on the Lord? You are with me. Because First Peter 5, 7, you, because He cares for us. He cares for us. God is not out of touch. And He's also not out of reach. He invites us to come to Him. God invites us to, to come to Him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, Jesus says. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. If, you're, if, we, if we're laboring and we are heavily burdened, Jesus says, come to me. Cast your burdens on me. Cast your cares on me. I'll give you rest. I want to give you rest. This is refreshment. This is revival. This is Him sustaining us through it. He says, come to me. I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me. I want to, I tell you that I don't have this figured out. I wish I could tell you that I have all this figured out and that I do all this every day. I don't. I have been, lately I have been struggling mightily with, with uh, anxiety. I'm struggling with it. I'm just, it just seems so heavy. I, I just, I'm struggling with it. I'm just struggling with it. Many of you know that through the years I have had issues with anxiety and depression. And I've been doing so good, I've been doing so good, but, but lately I've just kind of, as far as the anxiety is concerned, I've just kind of, I've just kind of, you know, lost it. And I have been in counseling, I've been in counseling for years. And that's a good thing. But the last two years, I hadn't, I hadn't been at all. COVID hit. Her, my Christian counselor, her, mom, her office moved. You know, and I just didn't go. A month ago, I went back for the first time. And it sure helped to have somebody to sit down with a Christian who through a biblical perspective helps me to go through my incorrect thinking and helps me to think through things. It sure does help. And maybe that's what you need too. Part of humbling ourselves before God is humbling ourselves enough to say, God, I need help. And I can tell you that through the years, God has put some wonderful doctors and counselors, therapists in my life that have, that have helped me along. And I, don't, I wouldn't be here. God put those people in my life. And maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's what you need. And if you're doing great and you don't need any of that, I'll praise the Lord for you. I just praise the Lord for you. You know, it's marvelous. That's wonderful. But I'm telling you in the church, we don't need to act like we are so spiritual that we have everything figured out. We don't need to act like we're so spiritual that we have our acts together. I can tell I don't have my act together. And I look at you and, well, most of you, you don't have your act together either. <laughs> right? We need the Lord. We need His help. We need Him. We need to cast our anxieties onto Him. Cast our anxieties onto Him. 
I want to I want to give you these these three things. Um, this is a prayer that I've been praying lately, and it's, it's it seems like this has been this has been helping me. This is this is how wording. I just, I just wanted to give this to you quickly. Um, I say, God, give me the wisdom to do what I can do about my anxiety. God, give me the wisdom to do what I can do. If you're, if you're anxious about your health, you can go to the doctor. You can change your diet. You can start to exercise. Do you understand? There are things that we can do about our anxiety. There are things that we can do about it. I've stopped watching news because it just makes me anxious. It makes me cry. I can't deal with it, you know. And so that has helped me deal with my... Do you understand? God, give me the wisdom to do what I can do. Another thing, another part of the prayer... God, give me the courage to let go of the rest. God, give me the courage to let go of the rest. There's a, most of the stuff we worry about, we can't do anything about. We can't do anything about it. God, give me the courage just to let that go with you. Give me the courage just to cast that to you. Lord, give me the courage just to let you have that. And a third thing, God, give me the faith to leave it with you. God, give me the faith to just leave that with you. Because you can handle it, and I can't handle it. Just, well, until as your Savior, there's, there will be no peace. There will be no peace. And that's where you start. Giving your heart to the Lord. Maybe today you need to pray for your country, you know, and specific things. Maybe today you need to pray about some things going on in your life. Maybe today you need to give up some things and release them. You know, I I don't know how God is dealing with you, but we are going to stand. And if God is dealing with you and you need to come to the altar, some of our men are going to be standing here at the altar. If God's dealing with you about something, you respond to Him. You respond to Him. Let's pray together. Father, I thank You that we can cast our anxiety onto You. Lord, I thank You that You invite us to come to You so that You can give us rest. God, give us faith to believe it and help us to keep fear from entering into our thinking. Lord, help us to believe. Lord, help us to turn loose. Lord, help us to humble ourselves before You. Lord, help us to give up and give to Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen.